Let's shake it up a little. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast, adding a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to make your Tuesday just right. This podcast is here to shake up the way you think about basically everything from health, beauty, entrepreneurship, and whether you're loving the newest trends. These ladies are here to prove that it's always better when salt and pepper come together. So here are your hosts, Lisa and Olivia. Hi, Shakers. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper podcast. I forgot to record, but we're here. My name's Olivia. It feels like it's our third time recording now. Because it is our third time recording. (laughs) Oh, we're here to shake up your Tuesday. Right. And I'm Lisa. (laughs) Um... Yeah, it's early. <laughs> it's early. This is our second uh, podcast of the day. We had a really fun interview with the Mom Room podcast, but that was at like 9 a.m. And so we're on our second episode of the day, which is going to be fun. I love that she was like, I'm wearing pajamas, just so I you know. know. And it's noon where she is. So I'm like, then yeah, I'm going to keep my hoodie on and definitely not do my hair because I'm not doing this. Yeah. Um, um, so on today's episode, we're talking about fear. <laughs> It's just so funny. Obviously, they didn't hear this, but saying saying all of this a second time. I know. Over. Uh, we're talking about fear. Uh, this is Olivia's idea. Great idea. It came from um, Ed. Ed Milet was on the Skinny Confidentials uh, podcast yet again, the third time. And of course, we're talking <laughs> you're about You're saying the all this confident. like you're so annoyed because you've already said this <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to speed through it. <laughs> Um, and I, I feel funny cause you were the one saying all this before. Yeah. Anyways, yes, Skinny Confidential yet again, coming into our lives head on. One day they will come into our lives physically, physically. but for now it's metaphorically, yes. uh, mentally, emotionally, everything, everything, annoyingly, annoyingly, <laughs> um, all the least. Yeah. So I usually like err on the side of more motivational and like not being like fear led. And I think that that is like pretty much our number, not our number one, but like a huge problem in our society is people doing things because um, they think they're supposed to, and then not doing things because they're fearful of them. Um, so I listened to this podcast with Ed Mila. It's number 401 on the Skinny Confidential. Um, and he is just like, he's like a powerful human Mm -hmm. like obviously not just in stature but just like in general he's like like a gentle giant it feels like the way he talks he's very soft-spoken but very direct um and I just got a lot out of the episode so you guys should listen to that but then it gave me an idea of talking about fear with Lisa because her and I I think have different fears in life and so it would be like a very interesting dynamic so what's interesting about Ed Milet is he he has so much information and for some reason I feel like it doesn't it almost isn't coming like from his own body this is going to sound so weird it feels like it comes from like another source of like in tons of information yeah and and it just something about him is just like how do you hold all of this in a being yeah a lot of reading and like a lot of like and educating being, yourself it it feels but when you hear an educated person it's practice it's it's practice yeah and you can tell like he practices mindfulness and sitting in like meditation and you can just tell just by yeah. listening to him he doesn't even yes. have to be talking about that so please go learn a lot about yourself by listening to yeah. that episode it's so good so yeah it was a it was a great idea I'm really excited to do this episode um so my current obsession I have four let me choose two happy birthday month to me it is November 2nd so unfortunately no one celebrated it yesterday it's not Katya your, did it's not your birthday yet one of my friends um she texted me happy birthday month which yes it is that's like 100 percent an enabler it's like people that enable other people in their addictions that's Katya. right and that's what we're supposed to do so um happy birthday month to me go ahead and tell me happy birthday anytime don't. throughout the month Anyone of november listening, if you want to do something good for lisa don't tell her happy birthday um 
says the person planning things for my birthday. Anyways. Only because I'll be hung by my toes in the courtyard if I don't. <laughs> if I don't. <laughs> uh, second, thank you, Olivia, for putting on a murder mystery party. It was yep. one of the most fun things ever, and I will probably make you go through all of it that It was not again. just me. I had 100% you had, help. had help. Yes. Um, yeah, we planned this whole murder so mystery. Fun. If you guys follow me, you saw some on our stories. Um, we had a very energetic maid who got very into his <laughs> My character. My brother-in-law is just nuts. Lisa's brother-in-law. I, I have no idea how he made up all of that. Like, that was not... We did not give him that character. Those were not character traits. No. Um, it was very fun. We were able to do it in our friend's parents house which was built in 1850 yeah. which i mean that's even 40 years before when this was supposed to which be set in 1899 yeah um you can tell i mean like the bones of old homes and like the properties around them are just so different like yeah. you go into new houses now honestly it just feels like if a hurricane came Boring. like you'd be done but like in older homes especially in jacksonville where we live we live like 15 minutes from jacksonville oregon it was it was ranked the number one cutest historical town in the nation did you know that who where jacksonville oh uh-huh yeah I um, didn't know that. so there's a lot of really old homes they've not been they are not able to like remodel them or anything because of like historical laws and so this house literally had like a servant's cha- like chamber uh-huh. and like the kitchen looked like that um the whole thing was just so fun it was a lot of work though and now we know the things we want to do differently for next year but we made it happen we sure did. And now Lisa's going to plan another one. But for some reason, she keeps saying we. And I'm not really sure why. <laughs> Olivia goes, so yeah, just invite me when it's all planned and done and ready to go. Well, to be honest, I had fun during. But I was very relieved when I woke up the next day and I knew it was done. <laughs> because it was just like. It's like a lot of parties. It was just so much planning. Plan. And I was just like, how did this. This literally stemmed from me walking in and them going, we should do a murder mystery. And I'm like, yeah, I could like help you guys a little a little that's so that's kind of like where and I always do that to, it's my fault I do it to myself Boundaries. um yeah it was worth it yeah it was so good um my current obsession is Phantom of the Opera I uh always used to love it and I kind of just forgot about it and then I was on TikTok and it's just you wouldn't appreciate it but it was so like because Broadway was closed because of COVID they in phantom of the opera do you know like what happens during the play or anything do you know like the premise i know a man has a mask on and he wants a girl or i mean stalks a girl well uh yes yes it's a murders no 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 he so in very short synopsis he was deformed when he was a boy and so back in the era that it was in they put him in like a circus and then everybody would go and like laugh at him because he was deformed. So then he ran away and someone took him in into this opera house and he lived in the underneath of it. So he wore a mask because that was the part of his face that was deformed. Yeah. And then he, yes, became kind of obsessed with a girl who sang there and then they started like a relationship. Well, anyway, oh. the end of it is that the opera house sets on fire. And so during the play on Broadway, they have a huge chandelier and it's up top and when it goes sets on fire the chandelier swings over the audience and it's like so cool and it's my dream to go see it Mm -hmm. anyway i saw on tiktok that they were raising the chandelier up for the first time since covid and like literally watching it the whole audience like the orchestra's playing like you know the family opera song the whole audience is just screaming and like just like so excited because like the chandelier is being raised and i was like that's so cool i I want to go um so then that emotion i know i'm just like i want to send that to me i would enjoy that okay um i just want to be in plays now um (laughs) But well, yeah. I can uh, give you a great role in a murder mystery dinner yeah. I'm going to put on. <laughs> You're like, it's Phantom of the Opera themed. Um, I'll make a masquerade for you. That actually would be fun. Anyway, so I just got back into the music and there was a TikTok trend of all I ask of you. I don't know if you've seen it. People have been singing it to their animals. Mm-mm. OK, it's funny. So anyway, <laughs> one of the songs. Yes. Um, would you like to get to... Silver lining oh, of the week. Down. Here you are, silver lining. So, 
uh, me and Zav, I wonder if we're going to get shamed for this. Bear has always been a picky eater. Mm-hmm. We've gotten to a point, though, where we have enabled him for far too long. And that's quite a squirt of lotion. <laughs> that's a lot. For someone who didn't wear lotion a year ago, this is It's not that much. It, like, it's not very spread. It doesn't oh. spread that much. Oh, so it really soaks in. That's yeah, cool. that's why I like it. It was freaking expensive. Right. Yeah. I like that stuff. Yeah. So we've enabled him for too long. Mav used to eat almost everything we put in front of him. Yeah. And now he's getting picky. He's watching his brother, probably. He's watching his brother. So we're going to, this weekend, excuse me, this weekend, we're going to do the thing. It's time. It is time, Al. We're going to do the thing where we only will give him options like food that we're eating. That's and, so And smart. I don't even know how to do that because me and Zav like know our portions and like the foods that we eat. But I yeah. guess literally anything that we eat. He can eat. We'll give yeah. it to them as an option. So I'm I'm kind of confused how to start, where to go. Um, I'm nervous because I'm just going to have a hard time being like, I'm sorry, bud. Like this is... You know, I can give him two options, of course, like between the foods. Yeah. And I'll have to start like pretty plain probably. But but even like Bear, Bear doesn't eat veggies. The only veggies he's ever eaten are have like been in a smoothie. And yeah, that's hard. I mean, he hasn't even tried like candies because he doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. He's just always been particular. Yeah. And then Mav has always been more open to the idea of things until more recently, which is pretty normal with his age. But yeah, we're getting we're getting to a point. But the silver lining is I'm really excited for him, hopefully, to just eat what we eat. Like yeah. we're not bringing meatballs with us no. to a restaurant because that's all they eat. Totally. Or like only buying chicken nuggets. And it's something I never wanted to do, but it was hard because, I mean, Bear would just go without eating for a really long time. So we're like, we just need to get yeah. him into foods that he will eat but he's older now i think he's older i think he'll eat right 100 percent, he'll eat anybody will eat if they're hungry enough and you know what i've i've been really glad to have people around me who weren't forcing me or t- like shaming me for doing what i have been doing but have been like excited like rooting for us oh like, yeah i'm so excited for you guys thing. you got it yeah and maybe even not that i know anything but maybe even like easing him into it so it's like if it's pizza be like there's actually meatballs on the pizza or like here's this stir right, fry there's That's some meatballs in it with broccoli and stuff but yeah. you have to eat all of it you know uh-huh. or something like because it's like if you go cold turkey on anything it seems like the most dramatic thing on the planet oh so, absolutely so yeah. making sure he has choices and yeah. you know maybe not even having sauce on a pasta yeah and so i'm I, i'm just gonna have to figure out like how do i make what i'm i'm already making kid friendly yeah which does it have to be kid friendly yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I don't friendly know. for him. Yeah, I guess for, for him. starting off. I never know. I freaking see some people, it's like kid friendly for a long time. And then I see other kids eating freaking like oysters and shrimp and stuff. And right. I'm like, so, I mean, heck? that's that's the hope to just yeah. get to that point. I mean, me and Zav don't have like extensive taste. We eat like three of the same things every week. But totally. for him to start just eating that. Yeah. I saw on the mom room, she like made him a kid charcuterie board, which mm-hmm. was really cute. Yeah. So and it Mav was like veggies those. and fruits uh-huh. and stuff. And like maybe if it's more entertaining. I don't know. Yeah. I don't freaking know. But choices. Choices. I love choices. So yeah. I'm just going to try to give them choices too. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Maybe a lot of screaming, but you'll get there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't know. Um, oh, okay. So it's not a silver lining yet, but I decided this week that I'm going to wean myself off of wearing lipstick every day. Oh. Because I... Every day? Whenever I go out with makeup on, I do. Because it's just like a part of my look. And not that it's bad, but it's getting to a spot kind of how it was before when I was wearing eyeliner that I couldn't like recognize myself without it. And so then when I started weaning off doing just more eyeshadow, I felt like it took way less time and I like liked it better. But then 
now with lipstick, I'm like, I feel like I need to wear it even when I want to be casual. Mm. And so now I'm going to try to start just like weaning myself off, except for like, you know, when I want to feel spicy. Right. So the silver lining is, is I'm making that decision. Whoa. Wow. That's big. I know. It's hard when you just do the same things every day and then you just get used to those things. I literally cannot relate. I, yeah. But it's kind of like what you're talking about even with Bear. Like you get just used to doing your life the Uh same way. And that's for me is I don't like a lot of choices. Like I like my things a certain way. I like my life a certain way. And I get, I get, I like the comfort of my walks and like things that give that to me. So that's probably where I find my security. Huh? I get so bored of my makeup. I like yeah. have to change it all the time. But I just think I only look a cer- good a certain way. So yeah. that's where that comes from. I think it's the security of knowing what is happening, knowing what I look like, knowing uh-huh. what I can do. So I think it's good for me to to just practice like, you know, just different mm-hmm. things. Yeah. That's great. That's so good. Yeah. I don't like change though. I know. So Bear and I can just like be together. Yeah. He's crying because of no meatballs and I have no lipstick. Well, you can start off with like a tinted lip gloss or something. Yeah, which I actually don't mind my lip color, just how it is. Right. I just am more used to like the look of lipstick because I love it. I love what lipstick is, but Mm -hmm. just not every day. Yeah, because there are people who can't not wear lipstick because they hate their lip color yeah I don't mind it yeah I mean I don't think I look like which I didn't even know was a thing until I heard people were tint they tint them tinting yeah they're like tattooed or whatever it is no I would never I would never do that um anyway so uh should we should we get to it right so I think like you're not really a human unless you have some sort of fears and I think the basic fears like I guess I'm just curious for both of us like what are some really surface level not in the sense of like the fear level but like surface level as in like spiders like I can't handle them like I cry if I see one like that's one of my huge things so like for you like what's something like that like a fear that you have surface level not surface level like more basic like I'm afraid of heights or I'm afraid of spiders yeah I'm afraid of heights Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like not um, not airplanes, not if I'm like in a vehicle who that's supposed to, you know, be up in the sky. Um, But yeah, like bungee jumping or when I see in a movie like someone's on the edge of a mm-hmm. rooftop, like I'm I'm like going back in into my seat. I'm like hunching over. I'm, you know, wanting to be safe. Yeah. Yeah, I because I think this has come from like there there's a reason why we're afraid. So it's what are we afraid of? So like lately in the past couple years, I mean, if there's a spider in my room, like I literally get to the point of almost like a panic Hmm. because I just don't know what to do. I can't imagine getting close enough to kill it. Mm -hmm. So then I'll get like the vacuum out and then I'm afraid like illogically I'm afraid it's gonna like jump on me mm-hmm. and that is huge and I like to this day will wake up my mom like one day Arturo was home and I had to call him to get it because I couldn't go to my room because it was in the hall and it was like one of the biggest spiders I've seen and I literally couldn't walk by it I was like there's no way I can walk by this so what what what's the root of that I have no idea because that's what I'm trying to figure out in my head of I will jump out of a plane I will bungee jump. I'll do anything. I'm not afraid of anything like that. Like you tell me to go do it. The only thing I'm a little bit more scared of is cage diving with sharks, but I would do it if someone asked me. And so it's like if you ask me one or two times, I would do it. Even if I'm scared of like a ride, like a roller coaster or something really intense, even if I'm afraid, I can push it back. Like whatever that fear is, I can just be like, no, it's fine. I'll do it. I'm not going to die. Like I always know in the back of my head, I'm not going to die. So my fear comes from... I will be the one person who would die from this. Right. My illogical fears that don't really make sense are things that I tell myself, but it could happen. Right. And it will. And if it could, then it will happen to me. (laughs) I am in that small majority of people and I'll end up on the news for dying from this thing. Right. I will be so like even like you know when you came to my house and my doors were unlocked. Yeah, um, what the heck? 
So like if I'm in the house, I mean, my door is unlocked. Um, and, but I have like a really at night though, I'm paralyzed by the thought of any of finding out one of my doors was unlocked like from the other night like if we mm-hmm. forgot and we have so many doors that go to our to our outside yeah you do and I am the type of person to think like no other house in my neighborhood would be broken like into. broken into but mine will be right. of all the houses my my house will be yeah like, my car is the one that will get broken into yeah. and it's not like it makes it there's not anything fascinating about my house. It doesn't look bigger or look nicer or anything like that. I just, that's where my my thoughts mm-hmm. come into. I will be in that small minority. Yeah, that must be what it is for me too. Because even with the spider thing, it's like, I don't know. I think that one's just like way in my head. Um, I would be afraid of it if it's at night and I can't find it. I would be really afraid because... I don't want it to like go in my ear or in my nose, yeah. like while I'm sleeping. Oh my gosh, Those are bug like in my ear. Yeah, yeah, oh, no. Yeah. See, um, I sleep that. with earplugs, so, um, yeah. And I mean, like, with like flying, I don't like flying. I'll do it, but I do get scared. I always think the plane is moving. Like, there's turbulence. This we're going down, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is the time, you know. Which those things can happen, but then it's like, well, why am I not afraid to get into a car? Right, because that's way worse. Sav always tells me that. Um, but then you know, like you were saying about like being fear of like, oh, this could actually happen. It's like I was actually listening to Catch Up with the Fries, and I didn't know. I can't remember the name of it now, but she suffers. She didn't call them night terrors, but she called them like night hallucinations. It was something. It literally is exactly what I do. And I messaged her and I was like, I did not know other people like always kind of scared someone's following her scared like Mm -hmm. somebody will like follow her or be in the back of her car. Like I always look under my bed before I go to sleep. I Mm -hmm. wake up multiple times in the night and turn my light on because I just want to make sure no one's in there. Like I have like a real thing to the point where like nighttime is very challenging for me to like be in like night. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't know that she... Because she goes, there's no reason behind it. Nothing has ever happened. Yeah. And I'm like, where does that where does that fear come from? I mean, I've had people break into my car, which was really scary because that's like right outside my window. But you know what that, I love about Joe Rogan's podcast hmm. is he always asks. I've I've noticed this. He always asks, what's the evolutionary meaning behind this? Mm-hmm. And so when I think about that, I'm like, it's because we always had to be. Afraid. afraid of the enemy coming and getting us at night in the dark I mean in yeah. your like most vulnerable vulnerable yeah. state I feel like that's a very evolutionary thing yeah like for, especially as for women. us to be passed on yeah. yeah so yeah that could be what it is I do feel like you know walking to my car alone is really really scary for me like that's why I drive to a neighborhood that's nicer because I feel safer to walk alone. And I don't know why other people don't feel that I'm just so hyper aware of something. Never. Oh my gosh. When I couldn't sleep at night when I lived in Portland, I would sometimes go downtown and just walk around downtown middle of the night by myself. Not that that's smart or anyone yeah. should do that, but yeah. I literally have no fear, which I should mm-hmm. have had some yeah I'm like yeah I'm just gonna go walk around and yeah I don't I don't know I think it could be too from like in this day we live in there's a lot of stories about things and that they're like Mm -hmm. really publicized and now you can get to know all about the serial killer and what he did in depth to that girl while she was sleeping and that type of stuff runs through my mind of a really active imagination um and honestly I didn't even think this was going to be in this episode but just talking about it is really interesting because it all comes from somewhere like where do these fears stem from for me I know if someone was in the house I'd be screwed because I don't have a guy here Mm -hmm. like my mom is here she gets into a very deep sleep I know if there was something happening I would have to protect that and I think that's really overwhelming because I bet that plays a part in it too yeah you not sleeping as well and Mm -hmm. you having to like wake up in the middle of the night because you're having to um you're having to make up for like the other half not being able to be there or like you having to stand up for yourself Mm -hmm. and be there for yourself. Yeah. 
which, you know, I, the odds of something happening aren't high, but I know that it does. So anyway, like transitioning out of that, I think that just like when you think of why, why we are the way that we are, a lot of it is nature you know, and nurture and like figuring out where these things come from. And I think when we're talking about fear in the sense of like doing what you actually want to do with your life and making those big choices, that's the number one thing I hear. Cause I do have people reach out to me, which is like everything I've ever wanted to encourage people to follow their dreams. And then the number one thing people say is like, I don't want my parents to think a certain thing or my friends to think a certain thing. And then the second thing is I'm afraid that it won't work out. And I don't know where like that mechanism in my brain, like that has never existed. Yeah. And I don't know why it has never existed. But I guess I just think of like in the grand scheme of life, it really is just not going to matter what your parents or what your friends thought. But in the moment, I can understand it would be really overwhelming. Um, I have a theory behind this. Yes. Because we've talked about this before. We've kind of touched on it. But you were really supported by your parents. Mm -hmm. Um, And you were homeschooled. Yeah. So you didn't have all these people telling you like, well, to be cool, you need to do this. And you didn't have to go to school. And people are talking about like, oh, did you see what she just posted yesterday? That's Mm -hmm. so embarrassing. Like, why would she do that? Yeah. So when I was in high school, I had my good friends, like, not voting for me when I ran for class president and school president. And I still, to this day, have no idea why. They didn't support me. I would make shirts. And there were kids in other classes who were like, can I help you? Can I help you do this? Like, I'm so excited for you. (laughs) Yeah. And, um... And I, I, to this day, still have no idea why they didn't want to support me. I mean, not that I was the best, best or greatest friends. Like, I was a very defensive person, for instance. And, um, but like when it came down to my friends doing things, I supported them 100%. I literally did golf because my friend wanted to go on the golf team and she quit and I stayed because <laughs> my math teacher was the coach and he made me stay. That's funny. And so like I, I felt like I went out of my way to do things for other people. But, um, you know, I out of like my fear of judgment and what like my classmates were going to think. I mean, my school is 2,400 students Mm -hmm. and my class alone was about 600 students. Yeah, that's a lot. And there's so, it was the clickiest. It was one of the worst schools I think you could have gone to as far as clickiness and like segregation between groups and people not wanting to be your friend because you're doing something different from the rest of us. Mm-hmm. And I didn't consider myself just a part of one group. I was very like in- inclusive. And if anything, I'm just an independent person generally. I don't like being in a clique. I don't like being put in a box. And I don't think that some of my friends liked that. And I don't think that other people liked that because they couldn't expect yeah. things from me. They didn't know what I, what my next move was going to be. And so for some reason, I came out of that, though, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to run for a school president. And that came from like, you know what? I got to look up to my sister who did that and she supported me. And um, so I I felt like I had that support and I knew I had it in me. Mm -hmm. But I really wanted to in high school. That's when Instagram was blowing up. I remember being a senior and I got one. And I love doing fashion stuff and posting about my clothes and my outfits. And I wanted to start a blog. But I, I mean, you're talking about like small fears. My biggest fear was, but kids at school are going to see me post that. Yeah. They're going to start talking about it. They're going to think I'm so into myself and I only care about this and this is all that I am. And that stopped me from like pursuing something I really wanted to do, something I was passionate about and that I cared about. And like... I think a lot of us in hindsight are kicking ourselves for not starting that blog sooner, like in, in the very beginning and just going for it and just doing it. And so I feel like now I'm just, I know how minuscule those moments were Mm -hmm. and how it was in such a set time, not even friends with most of those people anymore. I have like a handful of friends who are like still so supportive from high school. They find out I'm doing a podcast and they're excited for me. Yeah. 
And so you carry along the people that matter and all those other people, like where are they now? Maybe they're successful and they're doing great, but do they care about what I'm doing? No. And if they do, why would I care about that? Yeah. And so it's funny because things like that, I don't care about being judged anymore for having a podcast or posting about it or putting myself out there in that way because I almost had that experience when I was younger. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting that you talk about that because I think a lot of people are paralyzed by the social anxiety Mm -hmm. of not just being in groups, but what are my friends or my family going to think when I do this? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even when you're saying that, I guess when I think of because I did go to college for like a semester and a half and I remember like my parents were going through a divorce when I was in school and I was like really not doing well and I couldn't like show up to exams one day because like I was just going through like a lot and then I remember hearing somebody say that like people were talking about like how I was just so like melancholy like I was just walking around just so sad and all this stuff and I'm like yeah I am sad you freaking jerk like Christian schools suck a I lot know. of times so I got like talk about clicky I know yes you know and I even had instances where I was a part of the worship team and I didn't know how to harmonize back then <laughs> and I was learning and then somebody like replaced me without telling me and then I showed up to practice and there was like another girl there and you know when I look back like at some of my reactions I was so young and it's so funny because sometimes I'll find old messages on Facebook from me and like those people be like hey I just really want to apologize da, 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 for like because stuff like that happened and I remember feeling like there was way more pressure than of how you looked and what you wore and if that guy liked you and I think that was honestly like whether it was subconscious or not a huge reason why I wanted to leave I'm like I just want to go home like I don't know why any of this matters honestly most of you are here to get married and that is what most of you did and there's nothing wrong with that but like I don't want to do that. Like when I would say I didn't know if I wanted to have kids or like get married right away, people, literally the girls there would like ostracize me and make me feel so bad about myself. And I think it's, it just translates to life. But I just, I guess I just think like, can you imagine living your whole entire life? And when you're 90, you looked back and realized you didn't do what you wanted to do because like somebody just didn't understand you or somebody just didn't like you or someone said something about you. I feel like part of this is going into cult mentality. Yeah. And I like one of the reasons why I don't I still loved high school. I I really wanted to be homeschooled my freshman and sophomore year, but my parents wouldn't let me. They're like you need to go to public school. The socializing is good for you. We also don't want to handle you being at home all the time. <laughs> and so that was their own thing. But I'm really glad I had all of those social experiences. And I know how to deal with really difficult people and people yeah. who disagreed with me most of the time. I mean, especially being a Christian in a very non-Christian school. Mm-hmm. I mean, the I was... In the 1% of Christians, I didn't, I knew like two other Romanians who went to my school. There was not a lot of understanding or agreements really ever. Yeah. But that was so good for me to find my voice. And so even, I mean, I was afraid to go out for new sports or like try something new because the school was so big and the teams were already so good. A lot of the times you would like just be made fun of for trying something new or doing something different from what you're doing. And so, um, I, I don't know how I would feel about my kid going to a public school. That's really big at least because I feel like cult mentality and the clicks really kick in at that point. Mm -hmm. I mean, even now high school movies just make me shiver because it just feels so real I mean high school musical it's so funny but like I felt like that was my school gosh I would I always ask Arturo I'm like did that stuff happen like you wouldn't think so and then you went to my school and I I had like one of my friends George he went to a different school and he came one day and he was like this is actually a movie it's awful. Like no mm-hmm. one's inviting or nice. And then his school's like everyone's friends with everyone. And which is just all. so it's just so stupid because honestly, it is so just limiting. And it's like, 
you're just popular if you're like pretty or have good fashion or whatever and it's like yeah but the quirky one over there is going to go on to make millions you know it's just Uh we all it's just so surface level but yeah I mean it's just that I guess I mean that probably is really a huge part of it was being homeschooled and not being around that and it's not that I don't get made fun of now like I know people say stuff you know we talk about all the time like people say stuff about Arturo and I like people come up to other people and tell them we're sleeping together and weird things like that where I'm like are we in high school but at, and I thought you were gonna say are we sleeping together <laughs> are we I don't know what saying does that mean it. I was homeschooled um but you know and it's not like those things don't hurt like there are days when I know like people have said stuff about me and it's not like I'm not a human and it's not like I'm like that is so mean but I wouldn't ever let that deter me from doing something it's like I'm not gonna get married because you're telling me to I'm not gonna have kids because you're telling me to I'm not gonna not do this and you know I think like if you are listening and you're like wanting to do something you're wanting to like take a step out you're wanting to quit your job like there the three you should never ever not do it because of what people think and because of like money like don't do anything Mm -hmm. for those reasons you know and I was talking to someone the other day and it was like I was asking them how they were and how it was being somewhere in their job and like the whole time it was like about um like the money and like the benefits and all this stuff and I was like that all is so amazing I'm not saying security isn't amazing but like what what else if you were to take money out of this like how is everything going and it was just like there you know there's not a lot to say sometimes so anyway when it comes to fear you need to like go back, like figure out where it's rooted because a lot of times it can come from friends or like what your parents say to you and stuff. You know how I how I started to rationalize it in my brain? I would think of, well, there's this one person, if they made fun of me for this, I would probably die from embarrassment. But if I found out they went out and did that, I would have been so jealous and so kicking myself and angry with myself that I didn't go out and do it. Because they're putting their self out there. Yeah. And so who cares if they're going to make fun of me for it? Yeah. If they're going to go out and do the same thing. And what's embarrassing about not doing what everyone else is doing? Like what's embarrassing about like taking photos of yourself and posting them or like getting into fashion? Like what is embarrassing about that stuff? To me, it's embarrassing that people are just doing what everyone else is doing. I'm like that's embarrassing I'm well when you're in the midst of it yeah oh my gosh I I have nightmares like I my cousin is in high school and I thought she watches the kids every so often I was like oh it would be fun to go like drop something off for her like a gift or something and I'm like well like even at my school people would be like who's dropping stuff off to you like why would someone bring you a gift or you know it's just like not nice and so when you're in the midst of it it's hard to get out of it yeah it's hard when everyone else is um everyone else is going to the football game and you can't and you know I'm like trying to think of I did go to football games they were boring and I wasn't always allowed to but that was like the thing to do totally and so there were a lot of things that I wasn't allowed to do. Um, so it was hard because I was trying to make up for it in other ways. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's it's really hard to take yourself out of it. But when I thought of someone else doing it and thinking, why would I not? Mm-hmm. That, that motivated me to then do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder like where that comes from in people. I don't know if it's like. I mean, it has to come from, like, the home. Like, people that are, like, making fun of people for no reason or, like, always being weird about stuff. Like, I don't understand where that comes from. Like, why is everybody so obsessed with what everyone else is doing? It doesn't really make sense. Well, I... Jealousy. I would have been jealous if I saw someone else doing it. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. And especially in high school. Yeah. Um, If I saw someone going out and doing something and they're like getting famous, like for instance, I mean, kids now, TikTok. If you're like making TikToks, you're putting yourself out there. Imagine if you're You're absolutely putting yourself out there in high school nowadays. (laughs) Oh, the. That would be everyone hard. is going after you because yeah. they're jealous because they're jealous and they're yeah. going to lie and say that they're not jealous. And no, it's just embarrassing that you're putting videos out there. No, you want that. Mm-hmm. You really want that. And so that's the thing 
that I think will hinder people is the rumors that are going to then go around the jealous people who are going to go after you. Mm-hmm. And it's only certain people who are actually going to be excited for you. And so I don't know how I got out of that, but I think it was having friends outside of high school and outside of that experience that were like, go do it. Like, that's so cool. That would be so fun. Like, I want my friend to be famous. I want my friend to do that. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what it takes. It it takes like outsiders or your family. I didn't have my family rooting for me to do that stuff. Not until later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's probably a lot. I think a lot of it too, from what I understand from people is like when you start to spiral and I think we all do this, like you start at one thing and then all of a sudden you're just going down the list of like, what if, what if, what if, what if, and then you cannot get out of it. And I mean, I think a good example of that is like this murder mystery dinner we did, you know, and there were some people there that were just like, I cannot be a character. I can't do it. It's like, it's 100% fine. Mm-hmm. If anything, this is the most safe space you could be in because <laughs> yeah. we all love everyone there. And there's other people being absolutely ridiculous. You're going to be the yeah. normal one. But I think what it is is like you start to think like, well, what if I start to talk in front of someone else and then I stumble and then like I can't. And then what if they're actually kind of making fun of me or laughing at me and then they think these things and then like, well, I can't even show up. What if I wear a wrong costume? And I think like because when I hear the mental tracks of uh-huh. some people talk, totally. I'm like, how did you get from there? to there because that is wild that you Mm -hmm. got to that point so if you like are in a position where you are scared like actually make a list and write down what you want and then the worst case scenario of that because I tell everyone that I'm like the worst case scenario is never going to be that you die Mm -hmm. if it is maybe don't do it (laughs) but it's like really if you decide you want to start a blog or something else what's the worst case scenario okay your family doesn't understand Okay, cool. Well, that's fine because yeah. there are people in other countries going through a lot worse things than that. Uh-huh. Like like those the worst case scenarios are never as bad as you think. And if you're just thinking those things at night mentally when you're laying in bed, you're going to spiral down so far. You're literally never going to do anything. Yeah. 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 That's actually really good. But I mean, I think that like things can be different, too, because like you dive, dove, divved, divid, divid, dividend, dividend, dividend did into like marriage and having kids and that is something that I don't know if it's like a fear thing but I'm definitely more anxious like trepidatious about that like very like I don't know about that and so for you what like was there you didn't have that fear piece when it came to that stuff no 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 those are things that I was always looking forward to yeah that was like a big part of I mean, I, but, but here's the thing. I don't have any, I have one divorce in my family. Right. And I, out of all of my aunts and uncles, I don't think I have any grandparents that have been divorced. Um, and so I, I, yeah, I mean, I obviously came from a very different country too. Um, so yeah, my parents like really great marriage and I had never heard of, you know, postpartum depression and all of the scary things that do come from it and all of that. I had n- nothing to fear. I watched my sisters have, I mean, they're great parents. And so I, I had nothing that I thought to fear. So right. it wasn't until, oh, whoa, like, there's a lot of people getting divorced or even Zaf's family. Like now divorce is a fear of mine because he has a lot of divorce in his family. Yeah. Both of his parents are on their third marriage. And that's obviously taken a big toll on him. And I, I definitely believe there's generational sin or generational like curses. I forget what the name is. Um, that take a toll. So we're like, we're trying to break that. And we're trying to make sure Um, that we're not carrying certain things on. And so, I mean, fear, fear is a great motivator. And, um, but like nothing will stunt you more than fear. So it's really what you do with it. Yeah. Fear has gotten me to go into therapy and learn a lot about myself. Mm -hmm. And then it got Zav into therapy. Zav's mom is literally starting therapy. It's crazy all of all of you know the crazy things that I've gone through then to get to counseling and then you know the ripple effects positively that we've done with it and so it's what you do with it but I I didn't have any fear going 
into marriage or having kids. There was a part of me that was in denial. Everyone around me was having kids and it's like, that's what you're supposed to do. You're eventually supposed to have kids. You don't, no one talks about not having kids Mm -hmm. or not even not wanting kids. But I, if I was honest with myself before I got married, I would be like, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure I want kids. I just don't really like kids though. Right. And that was, that's even a, a big thing now that I'm still afraid to like admit to people and tell people, but I'm just not good with kids. I don't know how to talk to kids. And so that's like such a lame fear of mine, but that's, that's something I got over. Cause I'm like, they're going to be my kids. I'm going to start yeah, it from totally. the beginning. I'm going to know what they like better than anyone else, what they don't like better than anything else. And I'm going to work on the things that I didn't get and work on that. So I'm using, you know, the little fears I had not connecting with my children, not being a good mom. And I'm using that to my advantage. And so it's it's kind of like um, I was actually telling my counselor, um, I, I've actually been diving into things that I do fear because I know a lot more will come out of it. Oh, yeah. And so um, even going to a guy counselor, I was like, honestly, I have fear over that. And Mm -hmm. I knew that it would have been good for me to do it because this is a safe place. You are a safe person. And um, I think that that fear is irrational. And I'm so glad that I went to him because I think I got better success with him than any woman counselor I've ever seen. And I do think a part of it is him being a man because I have man issues from my past Mm -hmm. um so I think that I'm in this time of my life where I mean I've done a complete 180 from 10 years ago I can't believe I was almost 18 10 years ago Mm -hmm. that's so weird to think I was turning 18 10 years ago I'm in a totally different life where I don't care what people think there's very few things I didn't care about what people thought um I didn't care what they thought about me being a Christian and I didn't care about like what people thought about who I was dating, which is such a random thing. But a lot of people judged me for dating a younger guy and he didn't even drive. But I was like, I don't care. I like him. And yeah, um, he maybe wasn't at the standards of where I was at and people <laughs> made fun of me. But I'm like, he makes me laugh and he loves Jesus. Like, I literally don't care. Yeah. And so it's crazy because now... I can only think of a, a few things that would embarrass me or make me uncomfortable or where I was I was so far from that mm-hmm. before. And it's because I, I take things head on now. Yeah. I don't I have so much more confidence in myself. I have such a better com, uh, support system that I do now. And I think those things are so key. Support oh, totally. and confidence. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird that we put the same pressure on everyone especially women to like be the same like if all women like kids and you're supposed to like kids or if all women want children you're supposed to want children or yeah and it's like like you even saying you feel like you know not being able to say you don't like kids and it's like frick when I did that yeah people treat you differently Mm -hmm. it's like are you a monster it's like no I just like sleeping you hate being with my kids I'm like no no I just I don't know how to play with them yeah I don't want to know how to talk to them if anything I'm I'm in (laughs) no I'm not kidding the best non-mom mom out there um so if anything, I'm like, no, I don't want you to judge me for like how I'm going to talk to your kids because I don't know how to talk to them. So I'd rather just stay away from them altogether. Totally. And I've made it like very known to people. It's like, I love you and your kids. I don't want to hold them. Yeah. Like I, if they come up to me, like, then that's fine. Hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, get out of here. Um, but you know, even though like Bear's birthday one year, Emerald came up and like just sat on my lap and I was like, hello, <laughs> you know, and it's like that type of stuff you know, I, I love my friend's kids. I'm excited for them, but it's just not, it isn't something that I. Doesn't excite me. No. I mean, for the most part, kids are boring and kind of just like. <laughs> we were kind of just talking about this. On yeah. The like, I don't podcast. know what I'm supposed to do. It's not that I don't love them or would do anything to help or freaking jump in front of a car for them. I just don't want to hold them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, um, I don't, I don't get anything out of it nor do I think the baby gets anything out of it but if I'm helping them I mean there are certain people where I'm like so excited for them to have a baby oh my gosh yeah um and then I'm like oh yeah I do want to like hold them at least once 
Um, but it's not like anyone has a baby. There's not this integral thing inside. It's not this maternal thing inside of me that I've been like, oh my gosh, how far along are you? What are your symptoms? What are you going through? What kind of bassinet are you going to get? You know, like I'm not like, I'm not wanting all of these facts and all these. Now I do because I've gone through it and and it's a little more interesting, but it's more comparative than it's like, you know. And like everyone has kids for the most part like for the most part yeah or a family like which I really want to change the narrative and stay instead of are you wanting to have a baby it's like have a family because some people can't have babies and right people most of the time have a family so it's even I was talking to my friend who is pregnant who her friends um throwing her a gender reveal because she doesn't want to do it and she's just like no one cares about what gender you're having yeah why does anybody care and that's the same you're gonna be excited if it's a boy or if it's a girl you're gonna cheer either way I was like that's why we stopped doing them if it was a hundred options I did it because people asked me to right and I'm like are you gonna have one I'm like sure because everyone's asking for it it's like it's a good excuse to get everyone together yeah no I don't care I don't care if you want to wait I don't care if you don't want to wait to find the gender it's just it is very weird you just put all of these things on us and that's just the way that life is and it drives me insane yeah um but you know going off of what you were saying about fear is kind of like I same for me in the past 10 years like if I'm afraid of something I just I do it and it's like like it's hard sometimes like even doing interviews and like doing stuff or you know I was like really scared before I went skydiving and I told Arturo I was like I'm gonna barf he goes you're scared I'm like yes I'll see you in a little bit (laughs) you know and it's just one of those things or even like the murder mystery like that was outside of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. but it's like I feel like if you see something you're afraid of just do it because it's gonna make you a better person it's gonna make you stronger and more equipped and more able to like go through life and become a better version of yourself I feel like so many people that's the thing with fear is so many people are okay with complacency they're okay with waking up and doing the same thing every single day and making the same food and doing all these things and it's like what life is that Mm -hmm. like you live life one time don't you want to grow and be better and like it hurts to grow Mm -hmm. that's why you have growing pains in your body that's why it hurts to grow and become like a different human being you Mm know you good yeah yeah no I think that's so good I um I think I've gotten to this point where I don't want to be the same person and I think that's something that I really realized in the last 10 years in the beginning of the last 10 years I was like I don't want to be all of these people and I think yeah. that's when I ran for president I was like <laughs> when I ran and for that's president. when I ran for president of the United States of America youngest president ever first female um <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be like all these people. I'm I like I just cannot be put into a box. I don't want to be associated as I am one of these. I want to be my own separate being. Yeah. And so I think out of not wanting to be complacent. And so then I um, feel like, you know, getting married having a kid especially really pushed me out of my zone of like well you were talking about um what were you saying people are afraid to grow yeah and one thing that I've it's it's like I've unlocked something in my brain and I think that's what a lot of this comes down to it's unlocking something in your brain. So I'm, I'm, you know, it, fear isn't the word for me. Like when we're doing a podcast and I have no idea what we're getting into. It's like I'm so unsure of what's going to happen. Right. But there's. The unknown. There's, yeah, the unknown. There yeah. is fear in the unknown. Yeah. It, and it's not necessarily the podcast. It's just the unknown of it. Yeah. And what I tell myself is like. Okay, well, I do have a choice to not do this. I have a choice to cancel. I have a choice to postpone and maybe not even do it. Mm -hmm. But what will I get from that? A. And B. (laughs) Oh, it's kind of the same thing. But what will happen? My life will continue to be the same. Right. And I will probably stop doing all other interviews and I'll keep telling myself I can cancel. I can stop doing this. And I don't 
honestly, I don't want to be in the same place I am right now in 10 years. I want to grow and I want to do challenging things. I'm obviously doing a podcast for a reason. I'm trying to work on my life. I mean, I want to be pursuing and doing things that make me uncomfortable and that are different. And so if I want to do something different, if I want to be a different person, I have to do difficult things and I have to push myself. And so um, I have this mom's group and it actually is a lot of work to put into it. I'm having to text moms and make sure people are bringing snacks. It's a lot of like organizing and hospitality stuff, making sure people feel comfortable checking in on people throughout the week. Um, I, I get like a little teaching ready and I'm listening to like the story podcast like multiple times from that Sunday so that I'm prepared and I have notes and I have questions. And every week I'm like, oh my gosh, do I just cancel this week? Like I have so much going on. Like I need to do this podcast stuff. I need to do this. And I had to tell myself, I'm like, no, nope, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm not going to cancel. This is something I'm going to do. Because if I cancel this week, I'll probably want to cancel next week. And then what excuse will I have then? I'll just make up an excuse and I don't want to keep making excuses. Yeah. I want to just do it. Do it because it's going to be hard. You're going to, I'm not going to know where I'm going to find time for this, but I will. Yeah. I will always find time for this. Yeah. No, that's such a good point. Like if you don't do something, you're in the same place spot you were in and and I get to that point with some people where I'm always going to try to encourage them but sometimes I'm just want to be like then don't do it I don't care anymore like mm-hmm. what do you it doesn't matter what you want it's what are you going to do like I freaking hate it when people say I want to start this business or I want to do these things don't tell anyone just do it yeah it's just like you know, I am so happy that I didn't quit the amount of freaking times that I tried to over the last seven years because, to be honest, so many people I know are in the exact same spot because they were too afraid or they reached a spot where they just said, I'm not going to do it anymore. And like you said, you could cancel one and then that gives you every reason. And that's why even working out for me, like when I started working out, I said, I'm actually really scared to do this because this is going to be a rest of my life thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do this and stop. Right. And so there are like, I am not going like there are days that I skip. Absolutely. But like if I'm doing this, I'm committing to myself that I'm doing this. And if I make an excuse more than four days in a row, like it's not going to happen anymore because there is a lot more time without working out (laughs) and sometimes it's nice um but yeah I mean just do something that scares you every single day even if it's like the tiniest little thing because it's just going to help you be better and it's going to help you ultimately be the person that you want to be having children terrifies me every single day I'm so glad I I had children it's yeah so hard Mm -hmm. so rewarding yeah. And that's that's how I feel like when I take those next steps, you know, and like getting married, is it going to be a big thing for me? And like mm-hmm. that is a really big step. But I am excited to see like what that next phase is or if I have kids one day. Um, and so. what's interesting is like even having this podcast, there's so much fear from the both of us with this podcast. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And what I tell myself is, I mean, we just had a meeting the other week with Zap and we went into depth of like investing things and like goals and yeah. all of this stuff which we should have done so long <laughs> so ago. long ago but it was good but it we're was, still doing it yeah it was really good but what what if I thought too much about it my my brain would go into fear mode yes and my brain would be like this is a commitment you're really committing to this you're but I'm like, I've, I've already committed to this. You've committed over a year and a half I've, of I've your life to this. I've committed so much. This yeah. is no different. If anything, this is more. So it's yeah. almost like, no, by fear. I'm not, I'm not yeah. even thinking about you. That's like, what sure, it is. You just can put come it. up. Put it somewhere yeah. else. It, it literally, it's just like, that's, that's irrational. Because yeah. when I think about it, my podcast is an everyday thing. Every yes. day I'm committing to it. Mm-hmm. Every day I'm saying, yep. I mean, God, I'm giving this to you. Like, this is a part of who I am right now. And I have so much fear of not having this podcast, even as, like, small as it is right now, even if it's, you know, not one of the biggest things, even though it's not giving us money. This, I would be so much more sad if I didn't have this in my life. And that's what keeps me going. I'm like, this motivates me. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, people should look the same at getting a job. Like, you're not scared when you all of a sudden get a job because you know you're going to go to work every day. But it's like if this pandemic has showed us anything, 
anything can happen. You can lose your job in a second. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I get it. Starting a business is hard or maybe like, you know, pursuing like a relationship or whatever that looks like for you. Anything can happen. I've learned that with Arturo's medical stuff. And I've Mm -hmm. learned that with the pandemic in one moment of time, anything can happen. So what do you want to do with it? Like, like you could, this is like, morbid but like you could get diagnosed with cancer tomorrow yeah so if you knew that was going to happen what would you do differently today would it be spending more time with your family or would it be you know pursuing the job you want and quitting quitting your dead-end job that you hate if you ever think in your head I can't believe it's Monday tomorrow you need to change your life yeah and I really believe that Mm -hmm. and I thought that the other day and that Mm. really scared me and I thought nope And then I had like a whole meeting with Arturo. I was like, we're changing this because for the first time since I quit my job, I had that thought. And so it's like, think about those things, take them in, write them down, pivot, and then go from there Mm -hmm. and just forget about the fear surrounding it. Yeah. (sighs) We did it, guys. We really did. That was great. Yeah. Well, we hope you guys I enjoyed. Motiv- I motivated myself, even if it didn't motivate any of you. <laughs> You're like, so we got to work today. <laughs> I know. We're going we till did, 10 p.m. Think we did so much. Yeah. We did so cool. much today. That's yeah, awesome. I know. Um, well, guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't yet, you can follow us at the Salt and Pepper Podcast. And then you can follow us personally at Olivia Crin and at it's Lisa Brosser. Um, if you have any questions for us or thoughts or ideas, please DM us or email us. We are always around. Um, I think that's it. So it's always better when salt and pepper come together. Bye guys. See you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Tune in every Tuesday on the salt and pepper podcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and please rate and review. Follow us on Instagram at the salt and pepper podcast. Make sure to like and follow our Facebook page and email us for any questions, comments, or ideas about what you want to hear on the show. We will see you next Tuesday. I'm all shook up.